Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Today it's Andre, Ian, and Lisa. My southern my southernness is like, don't lead with your name. Why do you always lead with your name? I learned this. I'm training myself. So um I'm a little I was gonna put on a little bit of makeup because we do have put these on YouTube. You know, I'm always trying to be like respectful of the viewers on YouTube, you know, put a little makeup on. Uh not for any kind of patriarchal needs, but just sometimes, you know, you want to spackle the roadway. But today I didn't put any makeup on, and I'll tell you why. I was waiting for a, a conference call that never came. We were delayed in, in recording the podcast because I was waiting for a call that never came. And in the meantime, we watched John Lewis's uh, funeral service at the Ebenezer Baptist Church. Girls, I cry. I feel like I went to church twice and got baptized and answered the altar call. I was weeping like a bitch this entire ceremony. And so by the time Barry got up there to speak, 44, I was already just a mess, and then that just, I got fired up, and I was boohooing, snot rolling out of both of our faces, so that's why I don't have a makeup on today. It was like, wow. it, it was like the, um, in the rotunda service, Yeah, where the guy got up to sing the first time, Yeah, and then he got up to sing the second time, I was like, oh man, I have no more energy left. I then cried all the tears. Yeah. Um, but... Seeing uh, John Lewis honored has been uplifting, especially in these ugly trying times of uh, 45 trying to um, do all of Putin's checklist before, you know, we try to throw him in the dumpster. I hope we get rid of this dude because today his new shit, his new Putin told me to say this shit was, you know, well, maybe we're going to move the date of the election. And I just want to tell you, 45, you plan with fire. You're overplaying your hand. I don't know if you've seen enough Marvel movies. I know you're not interested in culture or books or reading or facts or nouns or any of that shit. But I don't know if you've been watching these movies that Marvel puts out. It's easy enough to sit your ass down, your big ass there with your Diet Coke and watch a Marvel movie. But Thanos done got fucking killed, bitch. So you keep saying shit like this. And I don't know, man. I hope the Secret Service is protecting your ass because, dude... What yeah. are you doing? Well, I think I think it's giving Trump way too much credit to say he's like Thanos. At least Thanos had That's some true. level of intellect and a plan. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And he did get. Also, you can't you yeah. can't delay the election, Donnie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's not in your power as a president. Um, so it's not going to happen. Sorry. I mean, the congressional the 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 Congress people who would even want to vote yay to that, y'all. I, I hope the fence is high at your house. You know, yeah, yeah. I hope you got a Ken and a Barbie with your little pistol and pow pow weapons because people are going to drag you up out of your house and into the streets. So, yes, with all due respect to Marvel fans, Andre did not mean to insult Thanos like that. You're right. You had a better plan. How you guys doing? We're doing a tea time today. This is fun. We haven't done one in a minute. Kind of doing a check in. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I don't remember. We. It was probably like the beginning of this year, the last time we did a tea time. Was it very was different it? world? Oh I think God. so. Yeah. Jesus Christ, we were just we were just going along. We, and, we didn't and do any. We haven't done any. Well, the, our our update pandemic updates were kind of like a tea time. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't officially tea time. Right. Tea time is where we check in with each other. We're sitting around the kitchen table with a beer, or with our with tea. The, with our tea. Um. It's. It's noon here, but it is L.A. I'm sure people are just sloppy drunk by now um, <laughs> in the pandemic. But like in January, when we were, the last time we kind of checked in, we were like, well, 2020 is going to be rough. You know, there's going to be some challenges. We got X amount of days to the election. It's going to be tough, but we're going to get there. And then, yeah. you know, Rona rolled up and said, hey, hold my cocaine. And then fuck shit up 20 ways to sideways. Is that February or is that March? That was Maybe. Beginning of February. The beginning of the late uh, end of late February, of, beginning of, of March. End of February, yeah. Yeah, yeah we uh, got creepings of it in February, and then middle of March is when everything shut down. Yeah. Shit, that's right. And I remember us talking about it, and I remember you asking me, being like, are you afraid of this coronavirus thing? And I'm like, not really. As like, you know, as long as we wash our hands, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> and then here we are, day 2,432 of quarantine. I've, I've, I don't know if I did this. I might have irritated you because you had tickets with your roommates to go to new york to see um what was that oh hadestown hadestown 
with Reeve Carney and company. And I was over here like being your mom going, I don't know if I, are you going to New York? There's a pandemic. What are you doing? And I didn't, you know, I don't, I'm not Nostradamus. I didn't have any idea what was coming, but I'm kind of a paranoid virus freak. So I was like, I don't really think you should do that. But then I'm not your mom and I, you don't need anybody well, telling we you bought, what to do. We bought, the tic- we bought the tickets at like the end of February. And at that point there was like, I mean, I'm not going to say how many cases I thought there were because I'm probably wrong, but like it still wasn't really a thing, you know, like we didn't know anything about what this virus was and, you know, we, we weren't really thinking about it. And then I remember um, two or three days before Broadway officially shut down, there was a, a um, an article about an usher at a Broadway show testing positive for coronavirus and that's when me, Lindsay, and Harley being like, should we cancel our tickets? Or, But then it got canceled for us when Broadway shut right. down. Right. I mean, yeah. you would have gotten coronavirus from just like the rats. Did you guys get refunded? Did you get refunded? Yeah, did you get refunded? Yeah, we got refunded. Okay, so yeah. the, okay, got it. Wow. Fortunately, they're not like plane tickets where they don't refund you after 24 hours. Although I'm sort of glad, well, not glad, but I know we were me and Sophia were talking about coming to LA in June back in like December, but we had to like, we didn't have the money and we didn't have the time, but I mean, I'm kind of thankful because then we would be out $600 between us and we wouldn't have able to get it back. So, and if you had come here, let's just say the pandemic shifted and you had come here and the pandemic had broken out, you would be be stuck. You'd be living here. Yeah. You'd be stuck. Totally stuck. You'd be, you'd be getting your, of your time as an Angelina. You would have had to distance yeah. learning here at the house and start your new life. Or you could have rented oh a car and driven back. He could have, but where would he have stayed? You'd have to sort of power trip it. You'd get coronavirus at the Best Western that, or yeah, at the, I'm not, not safe. please don't get mad Best Western, whatever <laughs> hotel or motel. I mean, you never, you know. Please sponsor us, Best Western. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Please sponsor us. Yeah, drive, yeah, stay for three days to drive across country. Yeah, fuck no. No, no, no way. Uh, what, what's actually happening in the real world, except for the pretend one we just I just made up. <laughs> um, you have a big milestone. You just moved from West Virginia back to Virginia to your home. How's that been? Um, it's a lot. I mean, I'm back here full time now. Yeah. So it's not you know a a layover or anything until I go back to Morgantown. So I don't know. I mean, I kind of like that I can finally you know put my suitcases down, and I'll have to pack up again in a month. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a little sad saying goodbye to the apartment and, you know, goodbye to each other, but we're already, you know, figuring out ways that we can go see each other again. Um, we got our friend's wedding a year from now, September, 2021. Hopefully she'll be able to keep that date. We don't know, depending on the vaccine or whatnot, but, um, yeah, it's, it's fine. We're still, we're still keeping in touch every day Yeah, because we have between the, the, between all of us, we have like three separate group chats that we have for various things. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I I loved my favorite part of moving anywhere is just the unpacking. The packing, I'm not a big fan of, but the unpacking is great. Um, and just like making, you know, the space your own. And like, I loved setting up the office for like permanently because the office has been in so many configurations and painting and, and chairs and desks and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You were giving us a little tour on video because we have our own thread that we yes. stay in contact and you gave is us a tour and is I that loved a, it. Is that a TV behind you right there on that side of you? Uh, on this side? Other side. I think no. it's just the it's just That's the, just the wall. Yeah, that's the Oh, wall. I thought there's like a like a little thing that looks like a TV screen. No, it's just the it's the mid center wallpaper that he painted. Yeah. Oh, copy area. that. I do have a spare. Oh, I see TV it. The wallpaper from this side. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know if I can hear all there's see, one there. There's the t- yeah. Well, there you go. That. There you go. Because I couldn't fit my computer screen because the way this desk is built, it's hard to like you know fit everything on there. But TV screen is great, you know, for mixing and everything. So that's awesome. And then everybody's in your face going, "What are you gonna do next? I don't know. Survive 2020. <sighs> yeah, I know. Survive right? 2020. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it stresses me out when people say that. I'm yeah, just like, like, what am I supposed to do? Girl, girl, what are you going to do next? Right. Yeah. You don't have a you don't have a job, Beverly. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to wear a mask when you go to Trader Joe's. That's what you're going to do. And then you're going to just <laughs> going to try like to exactly. calm your tits down before you go to bed, like the rest of us. 
Completely. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing a mask and I'm staying home. That's being more productive than most of y'all. Fuck yeah. Especially since we lost Herman Cain today. Here is a Republican who's out there. I don't even know why a black person is even remotely trumping it up. But this poor man, he survives cancer. And then he goes out there and he just flies in the face of science and, uh, and reason and shows up at the Tulsa rally. I think he also went to the Mount Rushmore rally. I'm not sure. And he's just sitting there smugly without his mask on. And I'm like, none of us are sitting here wanting you to die. None of us are yeah. wanting you to die. And now he's dead? Come on. That's, it's within a month. Within a month. days. Especially since it just runs roughshod right through the black community. Come on now. Y'all have more. Nobody's celebrating that. Herman's family and, and all those people are bereft. And God knows, did the other people who go with him, are they also sick? Somebody checking. I mean, how's his wife? What's y'all got to yeah. wake up? Wake up! It's crazy. Um, we're trying to keep busy, but I think Ian and I overcorrected. Um, <laughs> the beginning of it when we were all doing the, the our quarantine specials and talking about stuff, we're like, I had made this crazy list. I think my mind kind of broke because I started becoming like a prepper. I would turn uh, in we, my head. We into thought like, it was going to be like you know. The Walking Dead. Yeah. We had no concept. Of but what I kind of was going like Branch Davidian in my head a little bit. I was like, yeah. okay, we need to go get uh, gun licenses. Exactly. And I need to can and I'm going to start a still and I'm going to stockpile some grenades. And I don't know what my mind was thinking because cause now I'm like calmer than I was then. And we have feds in the street kidnapping folks, snatching them straight off the street, secret police. And now I'm kind of like, we need to fight this, but I'm not. I'm not as crazy. If you had given me a picture of now, I probably would I'd still be digging the bunker. So I backed off of like all of these things that we wanted to do because I exhausted myself. I'm still just trying to write a chapter a day in my book, trying to get this damn thing. Fin- well, not damn thing. It's my beloved thing, but get it finished while being distracted by the world being on fire. So that's hard enough. But we've been doing some yard work because my thinking has been I want to make we have a crazy yard. It's my father-in-law is a plant hoarder and he's not coming home anytime soon because we don't want him on an airplane. But we've kind of got this jungle situation happening with our yard because it's a hodgepodge of plants of all ilk and it's been a very moist summer. So our plants are going fucking crazy. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, ain't nobody out here, no old white man's trimming me. I'm going to party. So we've been going on these like crazy yard things, and I'm like, I am officially middle-aged because now I'm worried about the yard, thinking about yard shit, and uh, we kind of bit off more than we can chew. Well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, all these motherfuckers that live around us, they all have gardeners. They have gardeners. They we're too poor do, to have gardeners. They don't do a lick of work in their yard. Nothing. So we're doing our own shit. We get shit. stared at. Like when we pick, we go and weed our own yard. They're like, that shit is hard work, yo. What's happening? Fuck. Yeah. And mostly it's Ian because I'm still recovering from a broken uh, humerus bone. So I can not I can only do stuff that's from my left side, but we kind of committed. And so yesterday, we, we put rock on the side. We re-rocked the side yard. Ian got How many bags of rock was that? Was that? It was like 150. Shit, fuck. It was a whole pallet. And then we had 88 bags of mulch that we got from Home Depot the other day, and my marriage was tested <laughs> because I was trying to be Ian, and Ian was trying to be me. Ian's a very steady-as-you-go kind of person, and I'm like, the producer in me is like, look, I need this shit to get done. I'm just programmed. I came out of radio and TV right into the film and TV business, and all of those industries are about deadlines, or else you get penalized. You know, food penalties, or the truck costs you more, or all this kind of shit that's in your head. So the line producer in me is like, normally, let's get this done. And I just wanted to source the mulch, which was hard to get for some reason. Home well, Depot was uh, yeah. making it seem like we wanted like precious blood diamonds. They said no one had that shit right. within a hundred miles of us. So we finally just hop in the truck and go down to Home Depot. We see that they have pallets of pallets of the mulch at half the price that it had online, and we get it. And I'm not thinking let's get 
let's physically get it. I'm like, let's pay for the mulch and then arrange in some orderly fashion to get it. And I was thinking like Ian would think because he's going to have to lift these bags at one point. So I'm trying to f- – and he um, started becoming me. Get this done. Get it done. got to get this So we bought it, done. and then he starts hoisting it in our ridge line, which is very – it's a shallow truck bed. Suffice it to say, my husband ended the day. I moved 88 fucking bags of mulch. He ended up murdering our wheelbarrow. Yeah. It became a victim of his stress. But then we bought a new one, and it's supposed to be here Wednesday. Yeah, we didn't even name the last wheelbarrow. He died unnamed, unsung. Oh, no, not naming a wheelbarrow. <laughs> he, he just... He was the red wheelbarrow. He's dead. He's dead like the Emmy nominations for the show, Mr. Robot. Or hopes, the hopes. The hopes and dreams of Mr. Well, Robot. Well, some people had Died hopes. with the red rusted wheelbarrow in our backyard. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I, on the other hand, had no hopes. I was like, whatever. It was just, it was breaking down. It was old. And so, yeah, it was dangerous. So now we've committed to. The wheelbarrow didn't answer any questions. So, no. It It had to die. Uh, So now we've we've convinced my father in law that we can pull out these ancient aloe vera trees. We call them the Oompa Loompas. Oompa Loompas. They're like these weird, gnarled. Maybe if we took better care of them, they wouldn't look the way they do. But they're on we the tried. back side I of tried. our fence, and they're they're on the back side of our fence. And to water them is a pain in the ass. And our water prices are going up anyway. We had to make our argument this morning. You've played Skyrim, right? Yeah. Imagine what a Hagraven looks like. Mm-hmm. That's what these Oompa Loompas look like. They're okay. kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> they look like creatures, and I was talking to my neighbor yesterday because I was weeding it, and I was pulling the condoms and all the shit that people throw in our bushes along our back fence, and I was chatting up the neighbor, and he was just like, I kind of got him to admit that they were an eyesore. These gnarled, like, they look like old witches. Yeah, the Hagravens. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, what do you think of them? He goes, well, I mean, I like you guys. You've been good neighbors, but they are kind of an eyesore. So I used that rising water prices and a lot of other factors to talk my father-in-law into saying you can get them out. And we're like, huzzah, dilly dilly. We have gotten <laughs> permission to pull exactly. these ugly-ass water-sucking plants out of the ground. And then we walked around there with our coffee this morning and just stood there and went, fuck, we have to do this ourselves. Because do we can't pay anybody. HOA? No. no. No, thank God. Okay. No. I would be in jail if there was an HOA. Talk about the fucking scam of the century yes. millennia era. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. The fucking HOA. It's like the electoral college of real estate. I'm sorry, but if I move into a house and some white man comes knocking on my door and saying I need to cut my own grass. Yeah. I'm going to give him the lawnmower and have him do it. That's true. But Rick wasn't doing that. Rick was actually being cool. He was just like... No, I know. I know. He, you know, he was being but cool. I have heard, it's the I people, people next who, to who them, live, though, yeah. that scowl at us for having... And it does, I know it, people it looks who janked. live in neighborhoods with HOAs yeah. and the horror stories they tell me. I'm just... Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it. No, I would be in jail. You want this HOA. neighborhood to look nice, you got to do it yourself, Hector. I would be bar- I'm not going out there in the blazing <laughs> sun, 106 degrees, humidity outside to make sure the lawn looks good because you need to sell houses around here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've Hire touched up. We've company. sparked <laughs> off Andre. Our our yard talk has sparked Andre. It just Andre. makes me if I'm paying for that house, yeah, yeah, it's gonna look how I wanted the motherfucking look. Same, same. And if, and they, if I don't want to cut the grass every week, I'm not gonna cut the grass. Yeah, no, I feel you. Same. If same. they want it to be the same, also, why don't they go out and subcontract something to do everybody's and keep it the exactly, same? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I get it. I get it on I don't want to go out there and do the But here's the thing. So so normally we live in a we're poor people who live in a bougie neighborhood. So Ian grew up in this house, everything got gentrified around us, and we get zip code fucked all the time. Like literally we have proof of this, right? So we know better than to go and be asking like a landscaper to come over here because as soon as they see our zip code, they're like, Oh, we're gonna jack it up by it's good sixty to seventy percent every time. So we know we've got to do this. So now we gotta yank all these motherfucking trees out. And because the the base of the where the trees are slopes into the street, yeah. when it rains, that shit's we're gonna have a mudslide, yeah. right? A mini mudslide. So now we gotta pull all the ice plant out, and then we gotta dig the dirt out and bring it back around into our own yard. And I'm going. It's about it's about if you have let's say a, 
it's about a 45 degree angle of dirt. Yeah. That needs to be lowered down. And it's about what? It's 50 feet long. Yeah. That wraps around the back of the property. So all of that dirt needs to be transported. What I need to I'm, happen. I'm praying for y'all. I'm praying the, for y'all. On the other side of this, <laughs> I need to be Linda Hamilton and in the, in the first, you know, movie she did. Where I just need to be like rock hard at the end of this and just like swole. Because um, I'm going to be much darker the next time you see me on the podcast. That's true. Because <laughs> I'll have gotten a my lot da- of sun. My dad is moving into a new house a couple of weeks. And the neighborhood he lives in, they have people going to their houses and cutting the lawn for them. For free? Imagine. Yeah. Wow. Imagine. Oh, wow. Imagine. That would never Also, I'm just, there. I'm probably not going to live anywhere with a yard because I'm not doing that upkeep. It's a and the thing around here is like we're just trying to take what was left behind by two like crazy plant people, plant hoarders. who no longer live here, but who have a vested interest. It's a very strange relationship. Like we can't yeah. just do what we want. We also want to be respectful to Pop, and we did ask him, and you know I think he's gonna love it when he comes home, like in twenty twenty five when. It's all over. He's going to come home and it's it's because it needs to be manageable. Like we're not people, we're not retired. I we got, don't have time to trim a tree for eight hours. We got permission to get rid of some of the Segos too. Yeah. It's like all I need to do is, because they're all in, want a Sego? in bulbs. $600. I need to separate them mm-hmm. and I can like bonsai it yeah. and give it away Ian, as a gift. Ian, you're going to be, you're going to be in intensive care when we're through doing yeah. all this other shit. You're not going to be lovingly sitting there like Gandalf in the backyard, like making little baby Sega plants for people. <laughs> it's not like, happening. Fuck that. You're going to murder something else and it's probably going to be one of those Segas. So. I am though. I am going to learn how to separate those things because it's just, it's, if I can separate them and make them smaller, it's even less of a footprint. Yeah. There you go. We're kind of angling for a hot tub in that grotto area. I want one Ooh. of the, I want one of those those um, those pools that you can swim stationary swimming. Yeah, that's what he wants. Stationary? You mean like a a lap pool? Not a wave pool, but like a a lap pool. A lap pool. A lap pool. A lap pool oh, but that's cool. It's you know it has a motor and you just stationary swim. I love swimming. I haven't been to a pool this summer. I know. Oh. I'm never going to a pool it. again. I'm never going to a public pool again either. <laughs> I'm never going to a public pool again because what's next after coronavirus, you know, bubonic plague in the pool? Hell no. I'm not doing that. Yeah. People are so disgusting. It's gross. There's no fucking way. Do you know what leaks out of people when they get in pools? Ugh. <laughs> Y'all need to make me the Surgeon General. Y'all be wearing masks and you'll be like wearing spandex. You'll all It'll be like a bunch of people who are in involved in BDSM walking down the street by the time I gave my first inaugural speech as a I'll surgeon tell you what general. Though. I'll tell you what, though. I was driving by the YMCA the other day, mm-hmm. and the outdoor pool, had well, there were people there just swimming and chilling. Swimming it's not as packed COVID. as it usually is, so I'm, I'm, they're probably, you know, maxing out some capacity, but I just like... Why? It makes you feel like you're hallucinating the pandemic when you see people yeah. just going about regular things like going to restaurants and just yeah. going to bars and everything it makes you feel like you're crazy it does it's no different and then you start here. questioning well am i taking it too seriously and blah 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 blah. No. and then you hear accounts of people who have had it and you're just like oh no i don't want that no so ugh, god i don't know there's there's yeah. a gym down down at the bottom of the hill it used to be like a garage and they turned it into a gym one of those crossfit yeah and then places. we were driving by the other day it's packed there's there's like 40 people in the uh, they are outside the irony but this they, is the thing you know they're the huffing irony. and puffing next to each other you were so you had this hard on hard on to go to do crossfit it's ridiculous you know? but you're going to get covid yeah or you're going to give COVID to some... The irony of it. I, just, yeah, I'm just saying, I feel like, am I hallucinating? But yeah. I don't care. I never had this thing about, should I wear a mask? No, I'm going to wear a mask until oh, yeah. I get vaccinated. I'm going to wear a mask until I get vaccinated. Long past when it's popular. I'm going to be getting stares, and I'm going to tell people to mind their fucking business. It's my body. I'm going to do what I want to with it. Yeah. And that means I'll wear a fucking mask. You if go anything ahead comes on. out of this, I hope people start... I mean, this is a hard ass because they're not doing this now, but at least for me, I know like if I, if I like years down the line when we're out of this and I'm sick and I have to go somewhere, I'm going to be wearing a mask. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the Japanese thing. This whole thing has has made us so aware of just being sick and illnesses and respiratory stuff and air droplets in general. It makes you a little paranoid, but I mean like, you know, it pays to be paranoid. 
It pays to be paranoid. I don't think it's a bad idea. Like, honestly, if you wanted to, if you made it like what the Japanese do, like you, if you fly on a plane, wear a mask, wear a mask on a plane, even if you're healthy. Just because the of majority the air. of the flight, yeah, because you're no. getting the recycled air. If you're in a situation that just kind of closed up like that, you should wear a mask. Whether the pandemic's going on, the pandemic has given us the gift of the bidet and wear a mask. Because th- we see a lot of the Karens and the Chads and the whatever's flipping out and not wearing a mask and wearing swastikas and hoods and shit. But that's just the stories that are sensational and viral. I think the vast majority of people in the, these United States want to be alive and are complying. Um, so we see these groups of people, but I think about all of the thousand people, the hundreds of people who could be in this situation that aren't. So just for me, I know that uh, I know it's real. I think we all know it's real. So Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what gets me is the, the, the argument you hear all the time about how the flu kills, you know, 70,000 or 90,000 people a year. And I'm just like, we're well past that right. in the span of like four months. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, to me, that's not an argument. That's like proving your point right there. It's like, it's like that Twitter page. That's like accidentally left wing about like these Republicans being like, well, what's next? Are we just going to give people basic income? And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, we, what, are, what next? We're going to give homeless people places to live. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's like when people make that point, they don't realize how absolutely ridiculous they sound. Do you want basic rights? It's like, uh, yes. What's next? We're going to give people basic human rights. Oh, oh my God. This is the future liberals want. This is the whole thing of Black Lives Matter. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I, you know, I think it's also underreported. I think 150,000 dead is not even close to the number that have actually died. We don't have time. There's not enough human bodies to count the dead. We don't know how many people have died at home. Uh, people are busy saving lives, and there's not this calmness that people think of sitting down and going, oh, Joe died, Mary died. Paul died. I feel like it's going to be, I think it's probably a half a million if you had statistically all of the death numbers in front of you. Uh, but for me, I don't need it to have a number on it. I need to know yeah. that there is something within the population and it's mutating as it spins out of every other body and goes to another body. Yeah. It's a different virus now. That's scary as shit. So, but I do think the numbers are a lot higher. I think they're being underreported for political reasons. And I simply think there's not enough bodies to have this data. You're, you're having, if you go to a hospital right now, even in Santa Monica, they're pulling somebody off this duty over here to work in the ER. You know, they're repurposing personnel to go from elective surgery centers to over here to help with the pandemic because they don't have enough human beings to fulfill these roles. So statistically i feel like there's not enough people to sit around to like check off and make sure we just mm-hmm. don't know that's why with the 1918 flu and i probably am repeating myself but hey it bears repeating that the number of the dead of the 1918 flu was between 50 to 100 million people because worldwide the yeah. reason that the disparity in the number is 50 to 100 million is that they just didn't have the human beings to know and to count. So we had to have this gaping statistic of 50 to 100 million. So I don't think y'all want to be that. We don't want to be that. And again, I, I'm not preaching and screeching at people to wear a mask. I think you should know better. I just give people a wide berth who don't, you know. Yeah want to come near me i'm like I'm, but then there are so yeah, many people who can't get out of the way of these people who have to work yeah. on the front line who i picked a job a long time ago where i can stay at home but i just the, the delivery drivers the people in grocery stores the people who are in services with people face to face i don't know what i would do if somebody like a karen came in and started screaming at me and spitting on me i'd probably be knocking somebody out so yeah but i mean on the the silver lining to that is we're almost, it seems like we're almost there with the vaccine. They entered late stages or the final trials, um, the vaccine beginning of this week. And I know that um, Dr. Fauci is, is very optimistic about it. So that's, you know, ray of sunshine that we desperately all need. But um, I, I, that being said, I think it is going to be a while before we can 
fully expel it from our minds in terms of like worrying about it and being safe and all of that. Well, and the vaccine, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly, but vaccines are strange. I, I don't, I don't know the science specifically behind this vaccine. And I'm sure there's going to be some kind of vaccine in the fall, but there could be people who are, might have a strain that's resistant to the virus. I don't think we're out of the woods with that first vaccine. I think it's the beginning of something positive, but I feel like we won't be, the coast won't be clear for at least into 2021. That's just my thinking, just the way virus, Mm -hmm. the way vaccines work. So I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just saying, I think these need to be done in stages because the vaccine is different from body to body to body. So I guess it depends on, look, if they find one and it's here by September and it doesn't get stolen, snatched, or hijacked, I'm taking one. Yeah. I'm taking one. Like first round? Well, and even after I get I might, it, I might wait for some people in Hollywood to take What? I might wait for some wait about people. six months if you're like, oh. It's like the new iPhone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, try it out. oh yeah. Two, if you go you another know? head, <laughs> if you go an extra arm, you know, <laughs> I might not want that strain. Maybe wait for three Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, see how it see how it goes. But yeah, I think even after I do get the vaccine, there's still probably going to be a month or two where I'm still going to be, you know, staying at home mostly because yeah, I don't know. You just never know. It's going to take a while for most people to get this thing anyway. Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. So. How, how are we even going to get it? Will that be gerrymandered? Yeah. And if, if Trump stays in the White House, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be like, you get it if you're my buddy. You know, sign the loyalty oath and you get the vaccine. You know, this is the way these Nazis think. So all I know is, it, yeah, we got to be able to vote. We got to be able to, y'all need to vote like it's, your life depends on it because your life does depend on it. We yeah. see the power that one rogue president has had, especially if he's being bolstered by with these white supremacists with authoritarian, you know, wet dreams. Get out there and fucking vote. I love what Obama said today during um, – he got fired up. He's not a guy who normally talks about policy. He kind of leaves that to the leaders of now. But today he got fired up and he gave us a full-on political speech. John would have loved it. Um, because it's about voting, and he talked about getting out there and giving felons who've paid felons who ex felons who get out of prison, get out of jail. They've paid their debt to society. They should be able to vote. That's a very passionate. I'm very passionate about that. I think ex felons should be able to yeah. fucking vote. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because we know the majority of the ex felons are black and brown. Um, and another way that we, you know, enslave black and brown people, we shove them, we incarcerate them over nothing, and then we don't give them um, the opportunity to participate in their own democracy when they do pay their debt. So we need to change that fucking now, as far as I'm concerned. He also he also gave, uh, you know, just a little, just a matter of perspective. He said, um, Lewis and... Um, Another guy, I just think I have his last name. C.T. Vivian. No, um, one of the uh, before the Freedom Riders uh, were official, they the two of them got on a bus just to test out the waters. Yeah, and he was, and he said Lewis was younger than his oldest daughter is right now. Yeah. So it's like he was a kid. You talking about James Lawson? Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was Lawson. Yeah, James Lawson. They were scared to death. They were they were they were just their teeth were rattling in their head when they were getting hit and punched and stared down. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. Yeah. So crazy. Great man. Good yeah. trouble. Let's stir up some good trouble. I know a lot of you guys are out there doing it. If I didn't have a broken arm, I'd be out there with you. Probably get it all healed up and I'll go out in the streets and get it broken again. What the fuck? Let's go. Uh, let's talk about what's happening this this week. Happened, it's, you know. I had this very ambivalent feeling about the Emmys, uh, but then you know we don't really have a whole lot to entertain us right now. I guess uh, outside of political theater, the Emmy nominations come out, and I'm always like, it's a bittersweet thing for people. I was kind of surprised by how they got some of it right. Um, I don't know if it was guilt voting. But there was a lot of black and brown uh, choices this time. And it didn't feel like it was placation. But I had to say, I just want to say for the record, because we are a Mr. Robot loving podcast, 
Y'all, y'all didn't see anything in season four. You didn't see Rami Malek acting his balls off. You didn't see Elliot Villar, like, yeah. be one of the best villains on TV. You didn't see Ashley Atkinson. You didn't see it, that. You didn't see her Janice. You didn't see Gloria Rubin. No, you didn't say that you weren't you weren't awake for that. Um, you didn't see what Sam Ismail did, like he predicted the damn future and all four seasons of Mr. Robot, like basically told us how hacking works. You didn't. Has the show ever been recognized by the Emmys for anything? Season well, I mean, one. season one like blew up. Like Rami gets the Emmy. I think Christian Slater gets the Golden Globe. Sam, the show gets a nods and accolades. And then after season one, it's like, oh, that's way too much for us to think about and wrap our minds around. Let's just forget about it. And mm. I don't know. I feel like it's a show that was so right on time that maybe it spooked people out. That's I don't what know. I, was, I was thinking. Do you think it suffered from its own? content because of its because even you know um i don't know who you, you, you were asking to watch it and they said uh, it's just it's too much like reality my cousin the whom i love oh was it tina my cousin who's very fucking political as hell and like has her finger on the pulse and never has run from a fight in her entire life and she is not a lightweight she she oh. watches pretty heavy content but for some reason i cannot get tina to watch mr robot maybe that's the the that sort of way of looking at it is a lot more prevalent than we think. I also think that Rami's performance as Elliot is very anxiety-inducing to people. I remember watching that first season uh, yeah. and feeling very paranoid and, and very anxiety-ridden myself, so maybe that kind of grabs people. Once you get past that, though, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it, mm. is that Elliot is a a very interesting slice, if you will, of the human psyche. I don't know. I'm not going to harp well, about know, it anymore because it's, it's going to be over. It's never going to be up for any Emmys again, but I'm just so surprised that you guys did not see what Carly Chaikin did. Didn't see that. Didn't yeah. see like that one yeah. episode of television there toward the end. It was like the fourth episode to the end was just with her. Was she outside of, uh, on the phone? Yeah. That, yeah. that performance, you didn't see any like BD Wong, nothing, nothing for BD. You know, Gray Scummer. I think it's I think it's really weird, and I know we in the past have sort of compared Mr. Robot with Penny Dreadful in terms of its very niche audience and, yes. and very also busy fandom. But even Penny Dreadful got some Emmy recognition for its last season. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like people me. people like miss the boat on this. I mean, it's not that I'm like it's not about I'm campaigning for Rami Malek. I mean, hell, at this point, y'all should be paying me over there at the Rami Malek house. Um, he's like, I have people. I don't need you. I, 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 I get it. I'm so glad I just had an imaginary conversation with Oscar winner. Anyway, so it's not about being like a fangirl for something. It's really like this was probably one of the most uh, thrilling, predictive, important TV shows uh, that I've seen in the history of TV. I mean, it maybe not. I still, I still have to watch it the last season again. I still have a bone to pick. But uh, when we do that rewatch, we'll get there. But I just I don't understand the Academy's thinking. While I also love that they showered love upon Schitt's Creek, they they gave shout outs to you know Regina King and Watchmen, which is a thing of beauty. Um, they they honored so many people's performances that I'm like yes. But here's what the Academy does: every season it's the same shit over and over and over again. I don't hate Blackish. I don't hate Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but there's so many other things that are going on on television yeah. Yeah. that I don't trust the Academy's decisions on much of anything. Well, like The Mandalorian got a nomination. What the fuck? For I'm why sorry, did, guys. Why did that one? Star Wars people are going to be mad about this, but what? The Mandalorian? Are you fucking kidding me? Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Just shut <laughs> up. Anyway, I'll vouch. I'll vouch for its score nomination, but I don't think it did really deserved outstanding drama series. Is that what it was? Outstanding drama. It took series. the slot of Mr. Robot in my mind, and then y'all gonna be mad at me, young. The children are gonna come for me, and I don't mean any disrespect for Stranger Things. I think all of those actors are amazing. I love the show. I have such a good time. But really, fucking really, that's what y'all call Emmy worthy. Shut up. I don't think I'll ever watch that show. I watch it every season that it comes out, and I adore it. Yeah. I adore I have such a good time. I forget what the plot is. It's usually a monster from the upside down trying to suck the children in. It's like it, you know. 
every season of it and it's it's got some important things and like i said it's beautiful to look at i love how kooky it is and how fun it is um they finally gave uh the black kids some parents and a sister uh so he's a fully formed character with a real but i just don't i don't understand it i do not understand um how these decisions work but then i start thinking about the people that i know who have membership in the academy and it makes perfect sense that's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. I mean, I think we've always been of the mind that um, it's really big in terms of uh, visibility for these shows to get nominated, and it really holds a lot of credence in the industry. But at the same time, stuff like the Emmys and the Oscars, it just you miss so much of what else came out and what sure. else deserves recognition. Like, it feels like there isn't enough space in the room for all of those there isn't and i don't know why we had to narrow it down to eight or ten i've been saying this forever it's like yeah i don't even know that we needed to be recognized maybe but when you start recognizing it then it becomes a thing then you're tar- then it, then we had we talk about it right it's like it's not like there, there's these things are vying in like the sports arena and there's a score at the end of it and one team loses and one team wins it's like so you're not going to mention high maintenance you're not going to talk about you know, um, was better things even nominated for anything? Better things, probably, maybe I don't know, but like there were so many shows out there that they I never see them mention um, Queen Sugar. I never seen them talk about so many shows that are just fucking knockout shows that are great shows. They never, they barely acknowledge the Americans. They fi- I think they finally gave Matthew Reese like an Emmy for the final season. But, like, they love yeah. Ozark. And I love Ozark, too. I think Ozark's a great show. But it's like y'all just memorize four things and go, oh, yeah, Ozark. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. And I think the wrong people are voting uh, for these things. The people well, it's, weird. it's yeah. weird, too, because, uh, I mean, like, us as the audience watching these things, I don't know anyone who is watching the Emmys and a show wins and they haven't seen it. And they're like, maybe I should watch that. Like, I don't really know anyone who does that it really is you know uh it it puts those those people who win those emmys in a certain place in their industry i'll just say that right but like us as the audience we're vying for the shows that we've already watched it's not really good to convince us to watch something else that we haven't seen because it won the emmy nobody rolled away from the oscars going maybe i should watch green book exactly yeah yeah i'll never see it haven't seen it never gonna see it um, I don't need to. The family of that man has told me not to watch that. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. I feel always weird about it because it's like we're rooting for teams, and right now we have all this time on our hands, and like I'm celebrating like Jasmine Cephas Jones's, you know, nominee, and her dad has also been nominated. So you celebrate these things of people that you know, but I just feel like it's just a, a divisive tool anymore, and I wonder yeah. what the the younger generations going to do with these things you know how they're going to morph and change because they need to morph and change make it like a mm-hmm. like a a week long big film festival that everyone can go to that would be certainly fun and we can watch all these things you know participate but participate this is yeah. what i said about the oscars make it a two nine event yeah why not well it used you to know? be um oh, I did it really i it used to be like longer and or hour i don't know it's gone through so many incarnations but i feel like it's just I like the idea of a film festival. It's five days a week, you know. It's it's in a it's on a platform like Netflix or HBO or yeah. maybe all the platforms open it up and you uh-huh. get some sort of exposure. But it's like like a lot of things in America, like the Electoral College. It's time for this shit to change and It'll go away and morph and access, be something yeah. else. To, uh, do, yeah. do you know how how much talent you can bring? You can yeah. revitalize your whole industry. But I don't think the industry is it, is definitely interested in opening itself up. I mean, people like to hang on to power, just control. like our government. They like to hang on to their power, like to control things, and they like to be the tastemakers, but... I feel like YouTube and the YouTube generation and Generation Z that's coming up, they don't watch these shows. They don't give a fuck about your accolades poured down on whatever. You can throw all the trophies you want to at some of these shows, and these young kids are not going to watch it. They don't give a fuck. They don't, they don't think that way. They don't go, oh, my God, the laurels. They have the laurels. Yeah. I I, I, again, I don't think this is for us necessarily no, at all. No, no. You know? But Which what is ab- probably the the reason we we feel the way we do about it? But, but what about given people, that everything we we 
like to talk about on the show is how it, the the story or show or movie affected us. I think because these award shows do the exact opposite, it's kind of like, you know, what are we doing? You know, what are you gonna say, Ian? Uh, like like industry people, just like just like the working industry people. I mean, how do they feel about all this stuff? I mean, curious. I talked to my friends and are they, they like like this is bullshit? I think a lot of them are busy. Sometimes distracted. I know so many people who were high up over the years who have their assistant fill it out. Um, their ballot. Um, are we keeping you awake, Andre? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's our sign to stop talking about the Emmys. Fuck it. Um, no, 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 no. Keep talking. Keep no, talking. Though it's good. So what else is going on in the world? What's going on with everybody? Is everybody like, is everybody like okay? Like okay as you can be? As you can be. Is everybody like? How's everybody adjusting? I I feel like I'm sort of in a free fall some days, and some days like I'm sleeping okay, and some days I wake up and go, "What the fuck? I don't know where I kind of am. I don't feel stressed, but I feel like because everything's shifted, maybe I'm just." I had somebody say something strange to me the other day. A neighbor that I I'm cool with, we were texting, and she said, "You don't seem like yourself," and I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" You don't know me, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going through, I broke my arm, trying to get through this menopause gig. We're in a pandemic, and they're trying to go full Fourth Reich on the motherfucker. I mean, we're all not feeling normal. But I was just, it made me go, what does that mean? Do I seem off to you guys? No. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. I, was I just, mean, we're all kind of weird, I guess, nowadays. Oh, I've been weird. I was born weird, but I'm just saying, like, well, it's like it's like you know this whole year, especially since like since Kobe died. Since so Kobe, when died, Kobe died, died, it's been a perpetual state of existential pondering. I mean, it's just like, and then we went straight into Corona, and then people are dying all around us. It's like, what is this existence anymore? What is what are we doing? And and all the things that what shocked me about Ian was. They were drink, bringing baseball back, and I had to tell him. Yeah, I had no fucking. And he idea. was like, "Oh, why?" It's it's <laughs> absolutely. He's a, sport, he's a sports guy, and he was just like, he didn't care. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because what is it? okay? You have sports. Who are the people who are who are going to benefit from that? The people who are working the stands, people who are getting paid to do the back of the, you know, to support the the sport, security, the, the parking everything, guys, yeah. concessions. The, the, yeah. These fucking athletes don't need the money; they're already paid. So now you're putting all these people in in uh, um, danger of propagating the vi- the virus. The whole Miami Marlins team had to shut down. They're not going to yeah. finish the season. Basketball is going to start. It's not going to fucking finish. What's the point of this shit? Yeah, it's ridiculous. This is this is entertainment. And right now they're not entertaining. They're being stupid. Well, there was a player from the Na- uh, the Nationals, and I didn't catch his name. I just heard him, you know, giving a press conference, and he was just like. What are we doing? You know, sports is something that a functional society gets to benefit from. We're not there yet. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? It's ridiculous. It's the same thing with entertainment. We can have an entertainment, you know, industry up and running when we get our shit straight. But we're not getting our shit straight. So, well, and I think we've also seen celebrity differently now, don't we? Oh, totally. Totally. But, I mean, this is the thing about, like, productions coming back and entertainment coming back. I mean, like if we had to, if we did not make anything for the next 10 years or so, we could fully survive off of what's already been made. Right. There's so much stuff out there that if we had to like not make anything for 10 years, we'd have more than enough to watch. But then you also have to think of the supporting not, industry not, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But then, it's but, not but, the, but sport they're they're not even considering the supporting industry. That's right. They just have yeah. t- 30 guys playing on a field, which yeah. does nobody any good because they're just going to pass that shit around to their families. Right. Yeah. It just makes no sense. I, I understand, like, like uh, the making of stuff, you can do small productions. You can do very small things and do it in a certain way. But the sport thing, it does, it does nobody any good because the people who are actually going to benefit from it are not working. Right. Yep. There were, there were 28 WVU football players that tested positive. Because they they started practices up again, like why? 
I don't know. know. Don't even get me started on the whole colleges thing. Because it's the, the owner's the way, thing. Yeah, this is the owner's yeah. thing. This is about all that 1% and the upper echelon. Broad, Broadway got it right. They yeah. shut the whole thing down. They weren't going to have plays to empty empty theaters. Right. What's the point yeah. of that? And I don't know if our industry is trying to get it right. I don't know. I mean, I know there's negotiations right now with the unions and the studios and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and a lot of us, you know, a lot of crews have gone back to work. A lot, I don't say us, you guys, because I'm no longer doing production, but... People are trying to do it as safely as they possibly can. Ian's been out on some stuff. I mean, you can speak to this more. Like, do you feel comfortable on the sets that you've been on uh, post-COVID? Uh, I mean, the ones that I've been on have been, like, two people. Small. I mean, we we try to do a, a promo, and it's very weird to, to be – this was a situation. We went to Talon's house. We built – it was two of us, Cameron and Sam. We built all of our equipment. Gave it to the talent. He set it up inside. Got on a Skype call with the director and the DP and the and the client, and shot the straight to camera thing there. He was able to do it because he was able to do it. He's, he's a reality guy. You can't do that. It's hard to do. Asking the talent to do that. You know? and it's not because actors are stupid. You know, some of them are. But uh, but it's it's just different. It's not it's, your skill. Your yeah. your job on set is to be the talent, to memorize the lines, to embody the character, to perform whatever your, you know, the the script is asked of you or the improv is asked of you or whatever. No one on the crew is expecting you to move lights and shit, but here we are. You're miking yourself. Oh. You're you know, and no one's saying that you're a diva if you don't want to do that, but people are being pressed. I feel like people are getting challenged in good ways. And maybe they have more respect now for what the crew does. Do you think the sound guy stands around? No. Do you know what a frequency is? Do you know what happens when you get, you know, frequency jam? Do you, know, do you understand all the things that go Toast. on? With sound, I mean, you're making talkies, right? So there's a lot that goes into that. And I think a lot of the talent is starting to see what goes into it. But, like, no one wants to get COVID and no one wants to take it home. These people have families. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of young kids standing around. And even the young kids have lives and families and grandmas and grandpas and relationships. But people are, they're human beings and they're going to take this home. So I, I just hope that the industry gets back to work smartly. But you know there's going to be boneheads who don't believe in it. There's going to be a bunch of assholes who are, like, going to be. Louis Gomer. And in that situation, the crew member is going to have to say, I'm going to kick rocks and walk away. Yeah. This is not safe. I mean, peop uh, pictures of, of mixers that I've seen working, uh, you know, field guys that I've seen working, you know, they either have the, uh, uh, they have a face mask and then they have the shield, you know, they have gloves on. Mm -hmm. So people are taking precaution. And then, you know, job postings are coming back. Um, I'm just saying, you know, with the sport thing, I think that is just unnecessary trouble. Yeah. We don't need to be focusing man hours and very smart intellectual time on that type of shit. Yeah. Let's, let's, how about focusing on schools, getting people back to work, really, that need to, you know, safely get back. And get until back. then. They just, they just <clears throat> decided here that um, for the public schools, the first semester is going to be virtual. Yeah. Everybody just decided that, which, Good. you know, I'm glad. And there are legitimate questions from people like, you know, I'm at work all day. Who's going to watch my kids and stuff like that. And well, thankfully, I'm going to be here to with Michael to make sure he's, you know, not by himself and getting his stuff done. But Sophia is going back to school and her, most of her classes are online, but she does have one in-person class. But the way her college is doing it is wild to me because they're only requiring people who live on campus to get tested. Which is wild to me because there are off-campus people coming onto the campus yeah. for classes. Uh, yeah. That so why are they not getting tested too? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. At least WVU is making sure everyone gets tested before they can come back. At yeah. the very least, and they they've got their own problems that I'm very disappointed with. But what her college is doing is is banana wild to me. Banana Wild. Is that your Frank saying? I like Banana that. Wild. Banana Wild. Uh, let's talk about what's going to be super wild and fun is that you're launching a new project, Andre. Want to tell us about <laughs> that? Segue. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, me and a friend are starting a new project. Um, we are going to be doing a podcast basically discussing everything uh, with the Avatar TV show. So that's Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. 
Um, you can we're working on getting episodes out in the next couple of days, but you can find us pretty much everywhere at, on the Avatar Hour podcast. Avatar um, Hour podcast. Yes. Yeah. It's really fun. We recorded our first episode last night. Um, just to you know, do a little test with the the technology. We're also this is also obviously remote podcast, so I have you know a little bit of experience with that. You do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I forgot to tell you I did. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. I'm just I'm just thankful to have something to do. Who's your co-host? Talk about your co-host. Oh, her name is uh, Kayla. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on her podcast, Queer Mountaineers, um, back in January, where she interviewed me about Dorian. Um, and I kind of joked on Twitter a week ago when Netflix announced that they were also putting the legend of Korra on Netflix. And I said, Oh, I guess someone's going to have to start that avatar podcast. And she basically texted me and she was like, if you want to do it, I'll do it with you. And I'm just like, let's do it. And we got everything set up and we're almost ready to go. So see what happens when you reach out to people on and just say things. And the next thing you know, you have exactly. a, a podcast host. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the Avatar. I am too. We're going to watch Avatar and then we're going to listen to your podcast. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I do have to say we, we talked about this a lot, but we are going to be like full spoiler podcast. So we're basically kind of assuming everyone that's listening has already watched both series. Sure. So I wouldn't, if you haven't watched both series and you don't want to get spoiled, I would probably hold off until you do watch both. But okay. I'm going to watch yeah. it backwards. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to get spoiled, but be confused about it um there you go so it won't really be spoiling it'll be like sort of coming out of a coma like i did with uh, sure. all the marvel movies exactly yeah. yeah but i mean i mean to be fair both shows are fairly easy to get through sure you know they're only 20 minute episodes so that's like a good weekend of just like a fallout day between doing all of the gardening we'll just take we'll all be we'll be dead tired and we'll just hop on fallout and then we'll uh watch all of the avatar series in like a day I'll smoke a grip of weed and watch it. There you go. Then well, you I won't remember the... what happened, but it'll be fine. <laughs> no, it'll be like stoned <laughs> The first series it. has about 60 episodes, and then the second one has about 40. So it's 100 episodes. I mean, it's more than 24 hours, but you can do it. Yeah. 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 If, I can, if I can clock Teen Wolf like, you know, <laughs> somebody tying off with black tar, I can do Avatar. I can oh, do that. That is my favorite story you've ever told. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel it. I still feel it. Also, before we leave, I do have to tell the listeners this absolutely wild statement my grandma told me yesterday. Were you going to tell the story? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell it right here. Does she ever listen to the podcast? Well, she doesn't speak English, so it'd be fairly hard for her to. Just because she doesn't speak English doesn't mean she doesn't understand it. Is anybody in your family? Yeah. She's been conning us for years. Yeah. She actually does speak English. (laughs) Fluently. She's got seven languages under her belt. What about like the rest of the family? They're not going to hear the story. Okay. I'm just, I got to stop editing you. Well, they already know. I've already, I've already told everyone in my family. This is different. You put it on the podcast. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't hear it first, but here we are. So I'm, you know, down here, I'm unpacking all of my stuff and my grandma comes into my room unannounced. This is your first day back, by the way. This is when the day that you landed, you're unpacking your shit. Okay. First day back, first day back. And she's like, I need to talk to you about something serious. Obviously this is, she's saying all this in Portuguese. I'm like, okay. And she's like, this year I'm turning 83, which means I'm going to die soon. Okay. So that's like the tone setter of where this conversation's going. This is just how she talks. And I'm like, okay. And she points to one of the moving boxes and she says, when I die, I don't want to be put in a box. I want to be cremated. And I'm like, okay, trying to figure out where this is going. And she's like, so when I'm cremated and when I'm dead, I want you to take my ashes. I want you to put it in the toilet. I want you to take a shit. And then I want you to flush the toilet. And she's like, do you want to know why? And I'm like, why? And she's like, so I can be a piece of shit forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was your grandmother does she drink no and she's saying this completely deadpan and does, i start laughing because i think she's joking she's like why are you laughing why are you laughing okay i don't know anything about portuguese culture <laughs> but is there something in your culture that even that we don't know about is this a traditional thing? Is this you know, if there was, I would not be surprised. We have some pretty weird ass traditions. Yeah, we do too in our. But I don't yeah. think that is one of them. But I'm just like, I'm just obsessed with the idea of my grandma sitting up in her room watching her telenovelas and think, right. and pausing it and being like, you know what I should do? I should go downstairs 
and say this crazy shit to my grandson <laughs> and see what he does. Who just moved back. Who just moved back. And you're like, you know, she's up there. She's watching telenovelas. Are they shitting on people in the telenovelas? Are they shitting on cremated remains? And the are they? I gotta watch these telenovelas if that's going down. I'm I'm convinced that this is just 100% her brainchild. Did you tell your mom? This is her mother, right? I did tell her my mom. And what did your mom say? She she asked me if I thought she was serious, and I said yes, I do. Yes, I think she was serious. And but what did she say after that? <laughs> She was, she was, I don't, my mom was just like, I mean, it sounds right. That sounds like exactly like something she would say. What? And I'm like, okay. I'm so confused. I feel like we need to get to know. Well, yeah, I told, I told her and my mom's like, she's been saying she's going to die for 20 years now, first of all. Sure. sure. Well, that's, that's an Portuguese grandma's yeah. that, that, you know, they, they really like to guilt you and being like, I could be dead tomorrow. Yeah. So if you don't give me a hug. You know, yeah, my grandmother did chance. that too. She would always like, you never know the hour I'm going to get raptured out of here and you need to be right with God and you need to hug your grandma and bring her some sugar cookies and bring over some of that cake because Jesus is coming in the night. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm getting manipulated. Jesus is bringing cake? Yeah, that's just that's how she works. That's how she works. If you don't take me to the hospital, I might go see my Lord and you, you won't, you'll have that on your, your head and you ain't, you're not saved and you're going to go straight to hell. And I'm like, do you just need a ride to the hospital? You could have just asked. You know, you don't have to go this crazy, like, revelations way of things. And, you know, we have a lot of Jews in the family. They're they're always thinking about dying. Like, the 20-year-olds are thinking about dying. One day I'm going to die. I'm like, you're 22, Horace. Calm down. So <laughs> I'm used to that part of this story. What I really need to know now <laughs> is who your grandmother was as a young lady. I feel like there's some resistance fighter shit. I feel like she she shivved people in dark alleys. I feel like she's lived a life and she's, I don't think it was just something that she just thought of 15 minutes before she came down and dropped this on you. I feel like this has been in her head for a moment. It feels very specific. I don't really know. I just felt like I was in an episode of, as you said, Portuguese Shit's Creek. Yes. Because that is I'm also hilarious. Creek. Yeah. Yeah. It is hilarious what she said, and I was laughing about it for like an hour after. I also am trying to understand her logic behind I'm a piece of shit forever, because knowing how sewage systems work, <laughs> it's got it's symbolic of what? Is she mad as shit? I feel like she's mad at you guys. I feel like she's really I, pissed I, off that's at the family. I, I, it's I was like, thinking it's like, oh, I'm going to sit up here in my room, and everybody's going to ignore me, <laughs> and none of you have learned Portuguese. The grandkids yeah. don't even speak Portuguese to even get to know me. So I tell you what, when I fucking die, kid, you can just shit on me, and I'll be a piece yeah. of shit forever because that's how you feel about That's how I'm taking this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you guys should sleep with one eye open. <laughs> It is a very angry statement, isn't it? It's it's violent. <laughs> that is deeply. I feel like she's trying to tell you guys that you suck as <laughs> her family. And I really feel like y'all need to like be nice to grandma and like maybe. Well, maybe, if I'm missing next week, you know what happened. Maybe if you're missing next week, I know exactly what happened. <laughs> Damn, grandma's gangster. I mean, that's some gangster ass kind of, that's some old world shit yeah. she said to you. Yeah. So I do feel like you should learn a little bit of Portuguese and, and, go, and at least go bring her like some tea or whatever she's into at least once a day. Like, what's up? How you doing? Sit yeah. with you, watch 20 minutes of the Nutella novella with her. Um, Cause I we don't could know. send out some of those pastries for you. We could, we could send you a box of the, the Portos here, grandma. It's from me. <laughs> and she'd be like, why are you sending me these fake Portuguese pastries? Oh, so they're God. not from Portugal. They're not real. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, shit. Okay. We but might get you in trouble. Good. <laughs> we sent her from the Natas Bakery over there that she went to. Maybe she'll... I don't know. Damn. I feel like the, I feel like this is foreboding. I feel like you just got kissed in a mobster movie. I just <laughs> wanted everyone to, to hear that. Wow. I'm so glad you and shared that. And I wish that. I recorded it. I really wish I Well, here it is for posterity's sake. Here you go. Exactly. Do you know what everybody's going to be thinking on the day? <laughs> You're at the funeral? Oh, and Do you know what everybody's going to be thinking? <laughs> oh, no. Don't tell any more people. <laughs> so now, mean, this podcast goes out to a lot of folks. Don't guys. just be like, uh, I was on our podcast. Don't listen to it. Don't listen to the podcast. We're all going to be thinking it. 
Oh. Bless her heart. You're not going to be able to keep a straight face. Oh, no, man. She just, I think this feels like a curse. This feels like a <laughs> curse. And we got cursed. Every time he tells the story, the, per- the listener <laughs> gets cursed. Thanks, Andre. Monkey paw. Andre. Maggle Hayes. <laughs> the Portuguese curse coming Fine. soon on HBO. Great. Yeah. I feel like that's, there's nowhere to go after that. I feel like that's it. <laughs> I feel like we're yeah. done with this with this tea time. I don't even know what to say. I'm going to be dreaming of your grandmother. I did have a dream last night that we were doing the podcast and Andre was taking over. He was going to start doing the lead in and being the guy. Um, and he was just shushing me the entire podcast. Lisa? Shh. <laughs> wow. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. So on that note, I want to shut myself up. Um uh, <laughs> We'll see I you think next you need to process some of that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I feel like I need to see a priest, and I don't know. I think I need to, I need, I need to talk to someone after that story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys take care of yourself this week. We'll be seeing you soon. We have a, a few cool things lined up. We have we do have still have our interview with Charity uh, KK. We hope you listened to that. Um, we have a couple of other uh, things coming up with some special guests that we're trying to just like get some. We're trying to book that and get, even though people are in the quarantine, you don't want to respect their time. They have a lot of shit going on. They might be gardening mm. until Jesus comes back in short pants. I don't know what's happening. With cake. With cake. So Jesus cake. So we have some stuff coming up. We're going to work on that. But until then, you know, and even in between times, I hope you guys are relaxing as much as you can, getting rest, taking a moment. And as Andre says, if you're wearing a mask and you're just staying indoors, if you can, that's doing a lot. And that, that force that you feel pushing you into the ground and making you feel exhausted and tired. That's all of us. You're not alone in that. You know, Yeah. we care about you and we love you and, and we hope you take care of yourself. Okay. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>